How's it going? This is the Green Machine. We are back. It's been a while. We've been away. We've been doing what we, well, other stuff really that's non-football related. Um, but we haven't been quiet. We've um, had a few, a uh, bit of controversy over the last couple of weeks. But it's International Week. Well, next week's International Week. And the Ireland squad was announced for the Portugal match. And, well, I'm, I suppose Luxembourg as well, I guess. But it, it's really Ronaldo. Let's be honest. People only want to watch Ronaldo. Um, so I'm David, your the usual guy who's probably not going to be very welcome in Dundalk um, anytime soon. And we have spared no expense for you because it's Portugal. We have our very own Portuguese pundit. Mar- uh, not Martin. Martin's in the pub somewhere. Nick. Hola. Welcome. Well, well, welcome to the green <laughs> machine. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, Do actually, you oh. comprende? Oh, comprende. It's really bad, David. Like, I've no Portuguese, which is a bit shameful, really. That is shameful. Yeah. And you are... And you are actually half well, half half Portuguese, or yeah. are you going to go the American route of seventy five point five? No, I'm 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 fifty fifty. Like I'm I'm a straight split. Yeah, I'm a straight split. So oh. I I kind of you know I I I I didn't get tickets initially. Um, now I got sorted in the meantime thanks to our very own Martin. Five but I mean I, I I didn't get tickets, and I was like, for fuck's sake, I was like, I'm probably the only. Irish Portuguese person. John Rush is Portuguese, isn't he? He is. I yeah. used to when I when I lived in Dublin, I used to buy uh, his stuff. No wonder I couldn't get a ride. <laughs> no, actually it wasn't the clothing, yeah. it was me. <laughs> yeah, John Rush and there, there is someone else there. There's someone else Irish or Portuguese descent, but um yeah, there's not that many of us around, but you know, I mean uh, I'm I'm kind of um you know, support. I support Portugal when it suits me, to be honest. So, uh, you know, it's, it's always going to be Ireland first and foremost. But like when, when they won the Euros, I mean, I, I lashed it on a lot. I was a bit cringe. But look, you have to do it, don't you? You have to make the most of these things and milk them when you can. Why are you, you suggesting that Ireland won't be winning the Euros anytime soon? Is that what you're trying to say? No, no, I'll give it a couple of years and I will not have to lash anything on. I'll just be um, drunk in a field somewhere. Well, well, it should be. With a leprechaun hat on. Um, so we don't have Martin. Um, unfortunately, Martin is in a pub somewhere. He's probably driving home at this very uh, moment. Um, I was very disappointed. I, I, you know, when he said he was in, oh, sorry, lads, I'm in the pub. And I said, oh, well, well in, lad. You know, have one for me. And then he's like, I'm not even drinking. I was like, oh, that is so bullshit. Yeah. Not, not, not saying, you know, I'm not disputing he's not drinking, but the fact he's not drinking is bullshit. Like, I mean, come on, if you're going to do it, do it properly, Martin. Yeah, Martin's the sensible one of us, so I think um, uh, I think he's it's doing. Uh, I think he's rapping well. <laughs> he's doing quite well. Um, so, right. I mean, will we will we get into the squad? Will we talk about the squad? We've got a load of other stuff to talk about. We've got potential New Jersey Duffer um, at Shelburne, and a whole host of stuff as well, ready to to discuss. Will we get into the squad, Nick? Will we chat about the squad, Stephen Kenny's latest squad? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it to it. Right. Let's start with the goalkeepers. So, no surprises there. Gavin Bazunu, Queefing Gallagher, Mark Travers. Travers is doing really well at Bournemouth at the moment. He's breaking all sorts of club records. Gallagher, well, he's sitting on the bench. And Bazunu, a bit of bad form, actually, at the moment with Portsmouth. Um, 
conceding a lot of goals there at the moment, but I still think he's going to start. Uh, defenders, obviously, Seamus Coleman comes back into the fray. Uh, he has been playing for a couple of weeks. I did make a slight boo-boo on one of my posts there. Um, I am only human, very human in that instance. Uh, Matt Doherty, managerless Matt Doherty. Uh, Nuno is gone. Um, well, Conte, Conte came in. Um, he, oh, sorry, he did, yeah. Um, and he still won't play him. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't think that's going to uh, improve the hurt. There is, well, while we're on it, David, and and I'll probably do a post on this tomorrow. So, uh, Pundit Arena, my former um, ranting, uh, what would I call it? My ranting vessel. And uh, they, yeah, they did, they did a post up, or they had an article up rather, and and it was kind of this whole idea of. Will Conte take to Troy Parrott? And wasn't there rumors recently the Parrott was going to go back to Spurs and he was going to be recalled and that didn't really happen. But some of the comments, and I know we kind of remark on comments and, and, and that kind of thing, but the responses were, now I'm not going to read out the names or anything, but I, I just have it here in front of me. So first comment here, can't even get a game uh, at MK Dons and loads of people are liking it. Like, and then, like, you know, Parrot's hardly been pulling up trees in League One. Parrot's been playing very, very well for MK Dons. Very good. Very good. Um, and he didn't play at the weekend because of personal reasons. So I, I hate seeing that lazy bullshit and just, you know, being negative for the sake of it. But anyway, hey, you, I want to see, you want to check out my fucking page? <laughs> 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 no, I know, I know. It's very, very nice. Are you happy? You've, you've upset Nick out there with your negativity. Fuck Not you. that difficult, though, is it? Uh, no, no, it's not really. Um, right, we'll get back into it. Doherty, uh, yeah, I uh, suppose doesn't really play. Uh, Ryan Manning, uh, Swansea, yeah, Swansea, is he getting lots of game time? He is, yeah, no, he's starting. He's he's a left side of center half now, believe it or not. Used to be, um, used to be uh, number 10, wasn't he? Jesus, midfielder, so um, yeah, but Go he's on. doing well, he's doing well. Like Swansea aren't playing well, but I think. Going himself individually is doing very, very well. Ah, that's it. We don't give a shit about Swansea. Let's be honest. If they get relegated, fuck them. I mean, as long as Manning's doing well. He's, do, he's sort of doing the Colo Torre route at the moment, isn't he? Colo Manning. That's what we're going to call him now. <laughs> if I can remember on the next podcast. Um, and the Stevens uh, was once the, I think he's the second fastest Premier, uh, league, uh, player in the Premier League when he had that um, exceptional uh, maiden season in the Premier League, unfortunately in the Championship at the moment. Uh, he was back. He was he in the last squad. He was injured. He was, he... yeah. No, he's in the last squad. I think he came back for the Qatar match. He didn't play against Azerbaijan. That's right. And play well, play well against Azerbaijan, or play well against Qatar. To be yeah, he's yeah. doing well at the moment. It's getting a bit of game time. Uh, James McLean, uh, new. Well, he is up for Player of the Month for uh, Wigan. He was nominated. A bit of a fan's favorite. Not really. Uh, all that goodwill coming towards James McLean. Oh, it's probably right in the next couple of uh, next week or so. Um, maybe this weekend, actually, that goodwill might be going away from. Although he is in League One, so there won't be any fucker in the stadium to watch him anyway. To <laughs> uh, boom. Um, but James McLean, 100 appearances for Wigan. Um, obviously, that's over two spells. So he's doing really well down there. And do you know what? I, I I was looking at some of his posts there, Nick, on Instagram. Of course, um, like the true journalist I am, I just drop them, use them for mine. Um, uh, every poet is a thief, as the song says. And uh, he's got a real smile on his face again. He's really enjoying himself down at Wigan. I don't, I don't think things ended too well from down at Stoke today. He wasn't very happy there. And that kind of showed up. But he seems to be very happy now for the lactic. Yeah, look, 
Wigan is his um it's a spiritual home ground, isn't it? And he likes it there. So his family probably like it there. He's probably near to Manchester, probably a bit more going on than than in Stoke. Fans love him. He just needs an arm around his shoulder all the time, doesn't he? He just needs people to tell him he's great, and that's what he's getting at the moment. And yeah. um it does help he's playing at a lower level, but look, he still has to do the job, doesn't he? And he is doing it. Yep, he is doing it. He's playing well for Ireland too. Uh, Shane Duffy, man, reborn, of course, at Brighton. Um, I mean, Brighton, uh, they did get a bit of a spanking from um, Man City, didn't they? I think they lost 3-0, but, you know, that's Man City, isn't it? But they're, they, dropped, they're bit... they, dropped, they dropped him for that game, didn't they? And they lost 3-0. Yeah. Coincidence? I think, uh, I, think they, I think they did anyway. They definitely dropped him for one game and they got spanked. Yeah. Quinky dink, there you go. You don't drop Shane Duffy. Ever. Not anymore. Um, John Egan, your bestest pal. Uh, no, I, I like Egan now. He's, he's, oh, do you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah things yeah. have turned around for him in, in my books. And what has brought on this change? I've actually taken a bit of time to watch him. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, to be, to be fair, um, I don't think my criticism of Egan was unwarranted. I think there were a lot of deficiencies in his game. Um, very, yeah. very sloppy. Even the Hungary game before the summer, I remember thinking, this guy is just so sloppy and he's just not good in the ball. But then when he kind of moved on to the left-hand side, you know, left-hand side of the back three, and he's able to kind of take a few more steps forward and he can actually drive forward a bit more, play some diagonal balls over the top, suits him well. Um, I suppose the, the role he's playing for Ireland is is, you know, very beneficial to us. And he's... yeah. Yeah, he's he's certainly um I've certainly changed my opinion of him. He's I've I've always thought he was a good player. I just I didn't think he was <laughs> I did no, but I didn't think he was doing it for Ireland. But he's yeah, but the role he's playing now, he's just on that left hand side. I like having a left footer on the left hand side of a back three, but I think when he can play those diagonal balls and you know his his range of passing. Has, has, has is, someone got to you, have they? Or because uh, this is just uh, he, a total he, U toy. The, the Cork Mafiosa. Um, of course, tell me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm about Delhi at Norwich City. Um, he was a bit of a mixed bag for him at the moment. Norwich are really, really struggling, aren't they? Um, yeah. so something I did say he would do. Um, is he getting a lot of game time for Norwich? Nick, you've been watching him. Well, he played uh, the weekend and he scored, and it was funny because Jay Redknapp kind of tore into him a little bit now. Probably some of it was warranted. I think the the goal, the first goal that they conceded, he he kind of just knelt down. He goes to ground very quickly, Oma Bamadeli. And to be fair, he comes out with the ball most of the time. But you know there was a bit of um, you know there was a bit of recklessness at the weekend against Leeds. So watch watch the game. His header was great for the goal. Um, he was playing left back. To be fair to the guy, so I think he's. Yeah. I think for his age and for his rawness, he was excellent. But the stuff coming out of Redknapp. I mean, Redknapp's one of the biggest spoofers in. In the punditry no. world, isn't he? They're all spoofers, but he is particularly bad. And bit of eye candy for the for the girls, really, wasn't it? Well, that's all it is, isn't it? Because I mean, he gets shown up very, very easily, and and I think when people actually stop and listen to what he's saying, they're like, "Jesus, um, you're pulling this out of your ass." So, no, I think I think I'm a Bambadelli. I mean, I look at your man Quebec, you know, the guy that was on loan at Liverpool, and I kind of ask, how is he starting ahead of Omar Bambadelli? Kind of based on what we've seen in his Ireland performances, I, I kind of mm. think. I kind of think um, you're signing someone on on reputation and the fact that they went to Liverpool on loan, but but he's absolute horseshit, an absolute imposter. So 
I think we might be seeing more of Omobamadeli in an Norwich shirt, but yeah, they're really struggling. They're they're probably going to get one of the lowest points tallies ever in Premier League history. But yeah, I don't think I don't think he is in any way responsible for that. To be fair to him, and I think he's going to be, um, I think he's going to be starting against probably Portugal and Luxembourg. Yeah, I, I he's definitely a starter for us, isn't he? I mean, it's, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about starters in a moment but it's going to be in that's going to be an interesting discussion that one um and then the last of the defenders is nathan collins who um doing quite well at barney was really somewhere now the stat um i i will i got a bit of stick for sharing the amabama daily stat which was um it's like the fifth youngest premier league player to score or something, something like that and they're like oh that's almost so there was another stat about Nathan Collins um, that he was one of the top five under 21s or like he was one of the top defenders um, in the um, in he was under 21 in the top five leagues in Europe or yeah, something like that. Sorry, um, yeah. Now that was sort of down the Richie Sadlier route, so I didn't <laughs> you know I didn't want to go down there. So, but anyway, um, I think what they were trying to say is that he's doing quite well. Um, for Burnley at the moment so he's another one obviously he was kept out the last squad he was out the last squad wasn't he he was injured no he played against Qatar he came off the bench yeah came off the bench and did all right I mean didn't really have much time he's he's another one of these guys who we forget how young he is and he just is so imposing he looks years beyond his his ability and um you know he's one of these guys who I honestly think I know we hide people but I think this guy, there's no kind of flashiness to him. There's no kind of bullshit to him. I think if he wants, he can end up at a really, really top club. Right. I, do you know, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to sound like the fucking stand here with, with my lack of um, preparation. <laughs> do you remember? We, that's, we, we, that's what I'm here for. You are here for, you You are here to correct me uh, when I get it wrong. So you're, so you're quite playing a quite pivotal role um, at the moment. Um Another so let's move in onto the midfield. And so the first name on the sheet there is Connor Harahan, who is currently at Sheffield United. Um he's not doing he's not having a great time there, is he? Uh, no. just looking here. He's not playing. Uh, he's not playing. I mean he played a minute, I think, at the weekend or something like that, or a minute well, the other night. Yeah. Um so Wow, this is really bad. So, for example, in the uh, EFL Cup, the Carabao Cup, um, against Southampton, he wasn't in the squad. 21st September. Uh, against Derby in the 1-0 win, he played 11 minutes. Uh, 2-0 loss over at Middlesbrough, he played 14 minutes. On the bench against Bournemouth for a 2-1 loss. Uh, he played one minute against Azerbaijan. He played 87 against uh, Qatar. Uh, 20 against Stoke. Uh, thirty-seven at home it's, to Millwall. It's it's a strange move, and I mean he benched. Yeah, but I mean he got he got two assists against Qatar, and I know. Look, I know we've digested that match beyond belief, and we've gone through the whole rigmarole of you mm. know, how how poor that Qatar team was, but how sharp we were. And I think you know when Conor Harrahan gets games, he gets a lot of assists, huge amount of assists. He's very static, he's very passive, but he's a very functional player, and I think. Sheffield United, I, I don't know why he went there. Um, I mean, you look at the midfielders they have. They have John Fleck, who kind of plays on the left-hand side of that three. That's where you'd expect Harrahan to play if he was going to play. And, you know, he's he's not better than John Fleck. And, I mean, 
you look at it in hindsight, maybe he could have gone back to Swansea. There was talk that maybe he go back to Bar- uh, Barnsley, where he was playing before. I mean, the Villa fans love him, and I think you know, I I, I get a bit of stick off, um, you know, some of my friends saying how how valuable he is to the Ireland team, uh, just in terms of the the assists he provides, the deliveries he provides, and that was very evident against Qatar. But I mean, on based on game time and based mm. on you know, based on the ability that he he could provide us, I, I don't think he can really. I mean, his, his place in the squad is, is always a given, but I don't think he's he's going to be, you know, getting much game time at all in the next so couple that, of games. So that move to Sheffield, you know, was that a loan move or was that a permanent move? It was a loan move, but it's it's he's gone. He's more or less gone from Villa. He kind of gave a goodbye yeah. statement. So he'll he'll either join join Sheffield United or he'll just leave, and um, Villa on a free when that when that um, when that deal think... is over. I think he could be doing a bit of a Robbie Brady and he might be out of the club for a bit. Um, yeah. yeah, just no matter where he goes, uh, there's some, I don't know what it is about him. He's a lovely footballer. Um, he, you know, he does cultivate chances when he plays, but he just doesn't really play. Is he too lightweight? Is that the problem with him? Is he? Does he not get stuck in enough? He's, know, light. He shift? he's light, but he's passive. And I mean, you look at him and, and even at Ireland, even with Ireland and under Martin O'Neill, he was played as a holding midfielder. He was played a left back at one stage. So he's, He's not really used correctly. Like I, I think the best position for him is either sitting very, very deep in a double pivot, you know, like a holding two beside maybe Josh Cullen, um, or playing on the on the left hand side of a midfield three, and just kind of occupying, you know, the kind of um, that kind of position between the holding midfielder and the and the winger, you know, where mm. he can just he can just sit there and swing balls in. Like we see that with who are with different players, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We see that uh, yeah. with, we, we see that with that. a lot of yeah we see that with a lot of players you know um kind of who who as I said would be a little bit passive and and who have a really good delivery look at I mean I'm not comparing them to David Beckham but I mean <laughs> David Beckham's role for Manchester United was to to sit on the wing the odd time he'd take on a player but for the most part he was just there to whip in crosses so I mean I'm not comparing the two of them but why not have a similar role for Harahan where he can just you know sit and occupy that left hand side of the center and then whip balls in. Well, you heard it here first. Um, Conor Harahan is um, Ireland's answer to David Beckham. Well done, Nick. <laughs> um, right, and so, well, let's move on to somebody who's complete opposite. We mentioned him there, Josh Cullen, complete opposite um, yeah. to, I mean, he is just, bar one game. Um, going back here, wow, we're going back to September. Bar one game, he's basically played... So the 12th of September, he's played 90 minutes in all the games, except for yeah. one against Westerlo. Um, this guy, you know, what a, what a career he's carving out for himself. He made the move. I was given out about Kenny not picking him. Um, and the fact Howraham was getting in over and he hadn't played for like six weeks. And, you know, and, and, and we've just spoken about Harahan. He's having the exact same issues this year. Two passive. Here's a guy who's not passive. Gets on the ball. He's aggressive. He's always playing the forward pass. He always, he's always trying to do something, isn't he? And he sits in very well behind the, behind the two midfield, I find. Um, well, he, just, he just glues everything together, doesn't he? And I mean, the, the role that Glenn Whelan could have been doing for years where he could just sit deep and, you know, plays that kind of quarterback I hate using that term, but plays that kind of quarterback. That's what Josh Cullen has has done in a couple of games that we were hoping Glenn Whelan would do for years. So he's um no, he's an excellent player and he's he's having a very good season with Anderlecht. Yeah. Um next up, <laughs> Jeffrey. J- 
Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, he's probably, you know, we, we've had the takeover at Newcastle. Um, they're trying to get in. There was talk we're going to get in Unai Emery. Uh, that has fallen through. And now there's talk that they're going to try and get in Eddie Howe. Um, so here's Jeffrey's. Who actually played quite well, to be fair, against Qatar. Um, he was very good, actually, against Qatar with, yeah. with one assist. But let's go through um, his bit of uh, form. So, over the weekend against Chelsea, in the 3-0 loss wasn't in the squad. I don't think he'd be in many going forward, quite frankly. On the bench against Crystal Palace for the 1-1. On the bench, uh, the 3-2 loss to Tottenham. 90 minutes for, for both games for Ireland. 56 in a 2-1 loss to Wolves. Bench for the next two. Scored in that, didn't he? Um, yes, he did. Sorry. He did, yes, yeah. he did. Yep. Well spotted. We, we like to be fair here. Um, bench for the next two uh, against Leeds and um, Watford. United game played six minutes in a 4-1 thrashing. Um, played 77 minutes for Ireland against Serbia. On the bench against Azerbaijan. And 90 minutes in Portugal. And he, It's just bench. 90 minutes, bench, bench, 24-90. Even a question mark, one of them. I am on flash score here, by the way, folks, in case you're just wondering um, if you dispute he's, my... Look, big... look, he's he's not playing for Newcastle. That Newcastle team are poor. His last three games to Ireland, Serbia, Azerbaijan and Qatar, he was probably one of our best players. So he has to be in the squad. He's going to yeah. start. And I think, to be fair to him... Um, Stephen Kenny's trying to play a certain brand and he's adapting to it. And whether we like him or not, or whether he's playing for Newcastle or not, he is becoming a key cog in that system. And, he, and we, he, we he, need to we need to accept that. He's still well. No, listen, he, listen, to be fair to him, I mean, I'll be one of his biggest uh, um, critics, you know, um, with just cause, to be fair. But he does seem to be showing a little bit of that form. Unfortunately, he's just, he's not going to get a chance to show that club. Uh, level that is a club in turmoil now. I think they're going to go through the West Ham syndrome, where you know they got the the rich owners in and yeah. a lot of controversy there. And God knows where he's going to end up. Uh, he won't. He, I I think it's safe to say, and I don't want to be horrible to Jeff Hendrick. Um, but obviously, if that club do go on, if they they need to stay in the Premier League, they need a top manager. Um, with, with the funding and the power behind that club. And let's be honest, they're going to go on a massive spending spree if they stay in the Premier League. And Jeff Hendrick will not be... He will be surplus to requirements. And I know it's terrible, but let's be honest, that's where it's going. Yeah, I'd agree. That's where it's going. Um, Jason Knight, back in the team. Um, we've missed him. Um, he was out for the last couple of games, actually. He did play 22 minutes against uh, Guitar. Um, but obviously, you know, I don't think he was fully fit, really, was he? Um, or was he? No, he was, wasn't he? He was out for a while. Yeah, I think he was out for a very long, long time. Yeah, I think I think he had a game or two before that. Um, yeah, look, he I mean, did. he's he's another like he's he's a talented lad, Jason Knight. But I mean, he's he's another who maybe has that one-dimensional aspect to him. Oh, um, look, he's gonna he's gonna come along. Oof. He's very he's very young, but I mean, he's he's one of these guys. Little bit like Alan Brown, lots of running, lots of um, lots of. Lots <laughs> you of... haven't even got to Alan Brown. You're already putting the boot yeah. in. Lots of your wait, favorite wait. word, lots of passion, but um, end wait, product, wait. end product, fully rounded game. 
he's not quite there yet, but he will be. He will be because he's, you know, he seems like a a very eager professional and a very eager learner. And so we'll see how he gets on. Well, speaking of which, um, let me move on to the next fella, uh, Jason Malumbi, who you could also say, and I like Jason Malumbi, um, he possesses all those qualities. Um, he's been very... So, he moved to West Brom uh, on a loan from uh, Brighton. And, of course, um, Graham Potter, the Brighton manager, rates Jason Malumbi. He's in a horrible place, isn't he? Well, we're in a, we're in a dogfight, so we can't really take a chance on you, but you're too good to get rid of. So you're in that horrible sort of limbo. Uh, so he's gone to West Brom, who are in flying form at the moment. And, they, you know, they're doing very well in the championship. And in the last game against Hull, he was benched 18 minutes before that. Um, in this, well, Serena lost to Fulham. Um, 18 minutes, 90 minutes in the win against Bristol. 78 minutes in a loss. Um, 28 minutes or 29 minutes then against Birmingham, so 11 and 10, and then he was benched for four games. So look, he's this... he's a he's a guy that needs games. He's a guy that just needs a bit of a bit of consistent game time. And he showed at Millwall that that when he's getting um, a run of games and when he's getting minutes, that he's a very good player. He's he's all over the pitch. Um, I think he showed in the Azerbaijan match at home that he can be very very sloppy when he's not playing. Um, he played against Jesus. Who was it? Was it Barnsley? I can't remember who. But he. But I. I watched a few clips of him, and they were only clips. They weren't um, anything extended. And he was very, very good. And he just. He's got that kind of. You know, he's got that old school box to box midfield kind of vibe off him. He's um, full of energy. He's good defensively. He's very good at driving forward. I think he is a guy who will probably um, form a nice partnership with Josh Cullen long term. Mm. But but again, he's just a guy that needs a bit of game time. I'd like to see him start the next two games. And I think he's kind of warranted it because he's actually getting game time now for the first time in a long time. So looking forward to seeing Jason Malumbi. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, he's 22. Uh, I know he's still young. But yeah. you, you've got to, um, you know, you really do. He has to, he has to develop and he has to, he has to yeah. take on. And I do, think... Do, I think you put it well, David. I mean, like he's he's unfortunate that he's at a club like Brighton, who, who are actually doing very well at the moment. I mean, they're fifth or something in the Premier League, aren't they? But I mean, going into the season, they they are thinking, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a scrap. They play kind of with a midfield too, don't they? And I mean, they they can be quite exposed, so they've gone with a more yeah. experienced duo, haven't they? And I mean, having Malumbi in there is a risk, um, especially when he when he hasn't gotten much game time. And then when he went to Preston, he didn't play at all. And I, I do think I, I, I think you also have to look and say, well, when a player isn't playing, there, there is something more to it. And it's fine for us because, you know, we're Ireland fans and Malumbi was our 21s captain. He's one of our, you mm. know, exciting kind of um, all action players. But when you're looking at it from the outside and when you kind of consider it from other angles, it's like, well, there's a reason these these managers aren't picking him. Um, it's not because he's Irish, and it's not because he's he's um, being hard done by. There's there's other reasons. They're seeing something that he is lacking, and you know. But but as I said, he is a guy. Once he gets a consistent run of games, and once the form comes, he's a very good player. I think like it's a shame he didn't go to Millwall. I think it just just suited his game. 
Um, you know, he he seemed to have the the fans behind him as well there. But I think when when he gets a bit more established at at um, West Brom, he will yeah. um, he will start turning a few heads, and I think he will get a bit of momentum. Well, we we, we hope anyway. Uh, I do rate him, do like him, but yeah, he's he's twenty two. You 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 kind of think, oh, maybe drop down a level. You think, no, he doesn't need to drop down a level because he did it in the championship for Millwall, and he was audacious, and he was skillful, and he was he was brave, and he had a lot of guile about him. And yeah, the Millwall fans really talked to him. So I really hope he just gets that momentum because he could be a future Ireland captain. Um, I've been saying that for. A while now. Um, Alan Brown, your bestest pal in the world. Last yeah. two games, he's played 90 minutes and two wins. Bit of form for Preston. Yeah. Um, he was suspended for the game against Liverpool when, you know, it was in the Carabao Cup. Um, yeah, he's playing a lot of a lot of game time for them. Um, but yet again, we, we, we've we documented here many times his failings. He it, does seem to be... Yeah, it, it, it's similar to, you know, Sean Maguire, who's playing the press. I mean, Sean Maguire's not scoring. Um, but, I mean, I watched the, the Bournemouth pressing game. And Brown, again, similar kind of thing. He's full of running and there's nothing else to his game. Um, very sloppy on the ball. Uh, he, he, do you remember that season when he scored about... 15 16 goals i mean he has got that to his game and he has scored a couple of goals for ireland and he can get into the box he's got a good leap and he gets into positions where where he can score a goal and that is really really valuable however if you're playing in the middle of the park of the park in an international you need to be able to hit five yard passes and i was like you know i was at the serbia match when he started in the kind of number 10 role him and him and mcgrath kind of played behind ida it was a weird kind of setup but there was basic things, and it's not the first time we've said this about Alan Brown. There was basic things that he couldn't do, basic passes, um, basic vision, you know, basic decisions that he wasn't getting right. And do you want that in the middle of the park at international level? No, no. you don't. And I mean, as I said, it's it's one of these things where we speak about a lot of players. Ronan Curtis is one example. Um, Sean Maguire is another example. Domestically, they can hold their own. Squad. Yeah, he was in neither in the squad, but I mean they hold their own absolutely fine. And you know, Curtis in particular gets goals, albeit at League One. But international level is a completely different ball game. It's a slower tempo, it's a more patient tempo. And Brown, it's the like I mean, if anyone, Brown is a bit of a firm favorite, and particularly with the core contingent. And I would challenge anyone who has these kind of reservations about my criticisms of Brown to go back and watch each of the games he's played in this campaign and there was a package done on him after the Serbia match which he was the Serbia match away which he scored so he scored the goal and there was a package done of you know how great he was and it was all these basic things that he should have been doing and I was like they're just being lazy here and they're just making a package out of him because he scored a goal I would challenge anyone to go back and watch that Serbia game I would challenge anyone to go back and even watch the home game in the in, in you know the the September fixtures, and um, and just see how how um, poor Brown was with doing the basics. And you know you have to be able to hit a five yard pass at international level and just basic basic things. He was he wasn't able to do. I was like, okay, yes, he's whatever. What, is it 300 appearances for Preston or more? You know, something crazy like that. Mm. And, you know, naturally a very, very popular figure 
at Deepdale, but it gets to a stage where you're like, you, you haven't ever done it at international level. We have to stop rewarding you with poor performances. Okay, there you go. Uh, <laughs> oh, hope he doesn't. I don't know if he listens to this part. I wonder if any players do actually listen to this podcast. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Probably just as well. Um, hopefully people from the FAI. Look, I, I sound overly, I sound overly negative, but it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's one of it's one of these things it's one of these things where we can't shoot can't pick a ball we had to put we had to put an we had to put an analytical kind of touch to it as well but I mean look Brown I think anyone who's excusing him is either from Cork or um, isn't actually watching the game fair enough Uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ no wonder I don't get any fucking media passes uh <laughs> um, Jamie McGrath uh, is involved, but he was injured. He's been injured at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but I'd imagine it's not too bad, otherwise, he wouldn't be in the team. But yeah, he's a regular. Uh, firing blanks, though, hasn't done a lot in terms of assists or goals, but he is getting lots of game time. Yeah. I do like Jamie McGrath, but I would say um, since the game against Portugal, he was excellent in Portugal. Uh, since then, I haven't been overly impressed with him. I must admit, and I like Jamie McGrath, but he's gone missing. I feel for him. I feel for him. I think, like in an ideal world, you'd have kind of a midfield three of Hendrick, Colin, and then McGrath on the left, where he's able to drive forward, where he's able to cut inside. He's been played kind of wide, like in a really weird kind of number ten slash wide position. And for Ireland, I think he gives us something different. I think he can actually get his foot in the ball. He can hold on to possession. He can create things. So. Good little player. Is he going to be fully fit? I don't know. Connor Ronan um, at St. Mirren as well is actually in better form than him. And I think he looks the better player. But um, something with Stephen Kenny is, is holding him back with Ronan. I don't know if it's a physicality thing. Like, uh, you know, McGrath's quite a strong guy. You know, he's, he's that bit bigger than, than Connor Ronan. So it's it's a shame. It's a shame Connor, that Ronan isn't there. And What did you make of Connor? Uh, sorry, not Connor Ronan. Um Ronan Curtis, what did you make of his comments? He was obviously left out and he turned around and said that he had it out with Stephen Kenny. I couldn't I, help but think, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, look, Curtis hasn't done it for Ireland and I don't know. Like, he, look, he scored a few goals in, in League 2 or in League 1, rather, and he'll probably feel hard done by considering James McLean is in there, considering Gavin Bazuna is in there. You know, there there are League 2 players um, and Will Keane as well as another one. You know, there are League, League One, League, League One, one sorry, players. League One players are are in there. And Curtis does seem to score every other week, doesn't he? But I mean, similar to Brown, similar to Maguire, as I've mentioned, at international level, he just physically isn't able for it, makes poor decisions, can't do the basics right. So he needs to kind of rather than you know saying he's had it out with Kenny or rather than having this feeling of self entitlement, he needs to say, Well, I haven't been good enough. So what's my response to this? Now yeah. his his response has probably been scoring goals for Portsmouth. To be fair, to be fair to him, he can't really do much. But <laughs> I've always I've always said this about Curtis. If he was as good as some people say he is, he would have been snapped up by a championship team by now. So there's a reason he hasn't been. I hope his mother does not listen to this podcast. Um, Connor Ronan, you you mentioned him. Sorry, I got my names mixed up there. Connor Ronan, who's also uh, Saint Mirren, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, so. 
Conor Ron, why is why do you think he's not getting in? You were mentioning that he's not physically as strong as Jamie McGrath. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's when I say he's not physically as strong. I mean, McGrath isn't, isn't exactly built like a shit house, but he he is a little bit more agile. Um, I don't know if physicality is a big issue for Kenny. I mean, he's he did play him at under twenty one level, and he was a really key player for Kenny at under twenty one level. I don't know if it's a thing where he's thinking, well, he's been out for a long time. He had a very bad injury, didn't he, when he was at Grasshoppers? Yeah. And he's probably but, thinking, well, he's, let's get him a bit of game time. Let's let's but get let's, him back on track. Let's look at his game time. Um, so since he's joined St. Mirren, he's played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Yeah. And the last four of those games, he's played 90 minutes. Um, his first game, 65, 61, 90, 63. Now, also, um, in the game against Hibbs, he got an assist in his second game. Then he got two goals against Aberdeen in 90 minutes. And then he got a goal against Rangers. Fucking screamer as well. Yeah, great. Uh, although they did lose. And then he got an assist in the game against yeah. St. Mirren. I was well, sorry, like, against yeah. Motherwell. No, absolutely. I mean, look, he's, he's playing. But the argument against that is possibly, look, he's had a complex injury. He only came back kind of just at the start of the season from injury. They're probably thinking the international windows are an opportunity for him to rest and to rehab because you know even when you're back from an injury, it's still a process in terms of getting back to fully to full fitness and maintaining your fitness. Well, having never probably... been fit, I can't really. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's a, it sounds like a ridiculous argument, but that's the only logic I can think of because otherwise he he should be in that squad. Yeah, uh, judging by that. Um... I mean, yeah, I don't understand why he's not in it. But there you go. I'm not the manager. Uh, right, let's move on to the forwards. Callum Robinson. Last time he played in green, blue. Sorry. Um, that lovely jersey. Oh, my God. Magnificent jersey. Yeah, the Jonathan Courtney oh, blue. Oh, I was, oh, I was devastated uh, not to be able to get a... Um, my hands on that, but then you couldn't buy in the UK anyway, so there you go. Um, at the time, I think that's been fixed. Now. Has that been fixed now? We don't have Martin on, do we? So we don't know. They were having ha, a bit, of... ha, has been fixed because, um, you know, and, and again, they made sure to apologize for the pandemic. <laughs> that's right, he did apologize for the pandemic, yeah. didn't he? Um, <laughs> we all love a smart arse, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, um, no wonder people buy. Uh, never mind. Um, right. So let's move on to Callum Robinson. Last time he played for Ireland, he got three goals uh, against Qatar, and he got two in the game against Azerbaijan. The man was on fire. However, um, to be fair, since then, well, he's got two assists. But let's go through his stats. So since playing um, against Qatar and getting that hat trick, uh, he played forty-five minutes against. Uh, Birmingham in a derby and didn't do much. Well, they, did, they, they did win. Um, got an assist and 2-1 loss to West Brom. Only played 55. Uh, West, uh, sorry, against Bristol 30 minutes and a 3-0 win. Uh, Fulham in a 3-0 loss. Only played 32 minutes and he played 87 at the weekend with an assist against also bit of a dip in form but seems to be kind of coming back a little bit. Um, he's our main man, Nick. Really, isn't he? Like, there's no one else that's gonna. He needs. He's gonna start. Yeah. Every game. Well, I mean, we we've been saying it for a long time, and even before he was scoring goals, we said, well, Cal, Callum Robinson's the only player that actually tries to make things happen, and he, you know, he yeah. shoots from range, he gets into good positions, and it just there was no end product from him. Where now he's actually starting to hit the net. So I mean, yeah, he as so far that he's probably our best player technically. 
yeah. and probably our best finisher in the squad. Uh, I would say that he is our main man at the moment. But I mean, you know, it's it's um, it's going to be a different ball game against Portugal. You know that that Qatar team were carved open very easily. That Azerbaijan team that are very difficult to break down. I mean, it was it was a sucker punch at the start, wasn't it? Like a great yeah. a great finish in the second one. I mean, look, could argue that the keeper should have saved it, but it's two opportunities out of absolutely nothing, and that that's what we need. That's what we need, and that's what Robinson will give us. So yeah, he is he is like that, isn't he? He'll just do something out of nothing. Yeah, but I mean, he's 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 a selfish striker, isn't he? And that that's what you need. You need someone same as Robbie Keane. I mean, Robbie Keane would would try things that weren't on, and he'd he'd get a lot of goals out of them. So that's mm-hmm. what you need when you're when you're struggling for for goals and when you when you need to break down the team. So yeah, he's he's a very important player for us. Big time. Uh, um, let's move on. Try Parrots now. Uh, we meant we touched on on it a little bit at the top of the podcast. Uh, not really. The last while hasn't really been featuring in the team a lot. He's been out of the squad. He was out of the squad the weekend. You said personal reasons. Any idea what those personal reasons were, or, or we don't want conjecture or uh, no? I, 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 I don't know. Don't I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. But pe- people think the worst. But I mean, there, there's uh, such a mix of things. There. I mean, not long ago they were saying that they were going to recall him because he was doing so well. Their Spurs mm. were going to recall him because he was doing so well. And he is playing well. And and what people need to realize is he is so fucking young like he's so young he's so 19. raw yeah 19. but i mean there, there's an expectation on you know these so-called ireland fans who mm-hmm. probably haven't been to a game for years but they'll be going to watch the portuguese match to cheer on ronaldo and they they think because troy paradis is scoring every week in league one means that he's rubbish or means that he's not playing like the, the as i said those comments that i read out at the start of the show it just shows that these are ireland fans who don't actually keep an eye on on players they don't um, you know, watch clips of them playing like they, they haven't a clue. And it, not everyone has to do that. It's not everyone's cup of tea to kind of go into that much detail. I suppose we do just with the nature of what we're doing. And um, we have to, like in terms of, you know, maintaining our knowledge uh, around the lads who are playing in the lower leagues. But I mean, you, you can't expect an 18 year old to be scoring every single week in, in League One. Like, I mean, it's, it's you know, if it happens, yeah. it's fantastic. But it's it's other things he's doing. Like he is dropping deeper. Um, he's not kind of your traditional center forward where he's just going to, you know, float in the box. He drops deep. He makes things happen. He's quite creative. So, um, yeah, I mean, he he's there is an argument that perhaps he could have gone to the 21s because they have a couple of important games coming up. But look, I mean, I think I think the future is kind of around him and Parrot. So, you know, keep keep him coming and keep the experience going. Fair enough. Uh, moving on, Adam Ida. Um, well, you know, you think Adam Ida, Troy Parrott and uh, Aaron Connolly were the holy trinity of this team going forward, starting um, from Ireland. Um, Parrott, he's a bit of a, he was playing well, but a bit of a tough time. We don't know what's going on there. We, we genuinely don't. Um, and now we have Adam Ida and of course Aaron Connolly isn't in the squad we'll talk about that in two seconds but Adam Ida right so I had a bit of a row with uh, Breen in our uh, WhatsApp group and I said that this is going to be very bad for these guys they're not going to get a lot of game time him and Andrew Amabamadeli um, Amabamadeli uh, has had a little bit more game time but not a great deal um, like just hasn't he's this season he's had one, two, three, four, five, nine, sorry, one, two, three full 90 minutes. 
uh, well, since September anyway, in the Premier League. And yeah, actually just looking looking through here, um, in the Premier League, he's actually only had three 90-minute starts. Now this, obviously Norwich, we're always going to be getting a bit of a spanking. I said this would happen. The only thing that hasn't happened yet is uh, the manager hasn't been fired yet, but I do think it will happen. Um, so Ahmed Bamadeli is getting a little bit more game time. However, Adam Ida is getting very, very little. So in the last game, 14 minutes against Leeds in a 2-1 loss. Um, he was on the bench, mercifully, in the 7-0 destruction at Stamford Bridge. Uh, one minute at home to Brighton in a 0-0 draw. Uh, on the bench for Qatar. Played 58 minutes in Azerbaijan. One minute uh, at home to uh, away to Burnley on the bench against Everton. Yeah. 90 look, minutes. A, yeah, look, look, it's all very sporadic. And, and he's, you know, it's 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 one of these where we can say, look, he's still very raw. He's still very young. But Should he be thing, in the squad? Yeah, I think he should. Yeah, I mean, look, physically, this is the thing. Like, physically, he's he's well able, and he's one of these guys. The 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 opposite to your Curtises and your Maguires and your Browns and so yeah. on. He he's one of these guys who domestically he doesn't stand out, but at international level, he it, it just suits his game. You know, it suits his game because he's not your traditional big lump who'll just hold the ball up and you know be good in the air. Like you can play the ball long to him, he will hold it up. He will nod it on. And he's got the pace to run in behind. So, yeah, I mean, look, he's, uh, as a target man per se, he's got the full package. It's not just, you know, he's not your traditional Niall Quinn or whatever. He's just going to no. get the ball lumped up to him. So, yeah, look, I think, and, and Norwich, look, Norwich are a very poor side. They're piss poor. And you're never, like, centre forwards, strikers, unless they have a lot of experience coming off the bench and nicking goals or whatever they need game time, they need confidence and, and they need an armor in their shoulder. And he's not getting any of that by the sounds of it. Like he's getting minutes here and there. You're you're never going to make an impact off the bench for one of the worst. They're looking like one of the worst teams in Premier League history. And yeah. you're, you're, you're not going to make an impact. I think if he, there was talk of him going to Charlton on loan at the start of the season. There was talk of him going to, to a couple of other teams on loan in the championship at the start of the season. I think if he did that, and um, we will be seeing a very different um, form chart for Adam Ida. But to be fair, I think no matter how he's doing, he'll play the exact same role for Ireland. And, you know, he just needs that goal for us. I mean, you, you, okay. know, I, I, you know, I still have him in there and I still have him starting, to be honest. Fair enough. Uh, James Collins. No, not for me. Not for me, Clive. James Collins. Uh, let's have a look at James' uh, statistics. At one time, he was our number one striker when he was at Luton Town. Um, not anymore. He's, look, he's he's Cardiff or another team like Norwich. They're struggling, and, and sadly, Mick McCarthy Far was sacked by them. Yeah. So I mean, look, the thing with Collins is he's he's a journeyman striker. He's gotten two goals for us, which is fantastic, which is great. I don't think he would have imagined it himself when he was playing kind of in the lower leagues. Aaron Connolly was left out of the squad today. He's not playing. There's all sorts of issues around Connolly by the sounds of things. Football, you'd you'd hope, is his main focus. But at Connolly, who's not playing, I was still having the squad over over um, Collins. As I said, if you want a big option, a big lump of an option, Ida will at least give you the pace and he'll at least give you the, the, the all-round um, attributes that a centre-forward has, mm. where Collins... Um, yes, he gets into excellent positions. Yes, he's a very natural goal scorer, but he, you know, again, at international level, he's very, very anonymous. So, 
no, not not for me, David, not for me. And even I mean, I, I got a bit of stick for for saying to another group of my friends that you know Michael Obafemi, um, you know maybe he deserves a place in the squad just to just to show Stephen Kenny what he can do on the training pitch at least, even if he's not going to get mm-hmm. game time. And again, Obafemi, like Hanley, you'd, you'd hope that football is his focus, but you know, I suppose not to look too deeply into social media posts, but you, you would have to, you would have to question his commitments. You would have to question um, where football falls in his priorities. Um, he's not playing that regularly. He did get a goal a couple of weeks ago with Femi, but um, I, I still have him in ahead of Collins. I just based on first of yeah. all, his age, first of all, his age and, and next of all, the, the fact that he will give us something a bit different. That's... Is he the answer to our problems? Uh, Absolutely not. I don't think he's in good form. I don't think he necessarily warrants a call up, but I'd still have him over Collins. Because, well, let's have a look you know, at Collins. He's more, he's more likely to play yeah. in the next campaign than Collins is. Well, let's have a look at Collins' uh, whopping record at the moment. Wasn't in the squad for the last two games. Um, they played 90 minutes and 2 0 loss at home to Middlesbrough. I think that was the game that actually Mick got sacked after. Uh, two, 25 minutes to against Fulham, 23, three minutes on the that was so three minutes was against guitar on the bench against Azerbaijan. 12 minutes, 66, 10, 30, 45. Not a goal in sight. Not in form. Has no minutes under his belt. So is it a message to Aaron Connolly? I don't know. Uh, but I would agree with you. Looking at Aaron Connolly there, I don't think he's focused on the football. And anytime he puts anything up there on social media, his the comments on uh, his post about his new pair of sunglasses or runners or whatever um he's putting on there um seems to be uh all the comments just seem to be yeah it'd be nice to get a goal lad it'd be nice to do this it'd be nice to you know it's just it's just very yeah i i I think everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet in regards to um Aaron Connolly, but anyway, I still uh, think I still think Connolly, even a you know out of form, unfit Connolly is still better than, you know, it's still a better option than Nathan. Connolly. But what about Will Keane? Then, then, then um, what's his name? Uh, James Collins. Will Keane. Look, I can see the, I can see the the logic there. I mean, Keane scoring goals, isn't he? Again, I thought it was Robbie coming out of retirement when I, when I first saw, it. Uh, similar to the, the the last time, but. The other thing with Keane is he's he's slightly different to um, the other strikers we have there. He's kind of in the same ilk as Dave McGoldrick. You know, he drops deep. He's creative. He's He's got that little touch of class about him. As I said, um, touch of class in the context of a League One player. But he is that guy who can who can get the ball into his feet and he can bring other players into play. So he, he does give us something different. So I can see seven, the logic seven in Seven goals. Seven goals. Yeah, well, there you go. And he, him and James seven. McLean are on a bit of a roll together. So I can see the logic in that. But I don't think... Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think when all is said and done and in 10 years' time, I think we'll either see it where Will Keane has come in and made a similar impact to David McGoldrick or else he will have like two or three caps um, on his CV for Ireland. So either swing one or two ways fair enough uh and obajeni um obviously he did very well and he got a lo- he got a lovely goal against uh Azerbaijan, didn't he lovely header in that three nil um at rotterdam he's he's doing quite well at the moment isn't he he's uh yeah he's, he's, he's a lively player isn't he yeah he's playing as a right wing back and he's coming off the bench a lot for rotherham and again he's another player at league League one level, and you kind of think, well, is this where we're at? But 
you also have to look at the individual themselves as opposed to the, the league that they're playing in. And he, he does give us something different. He's very explosive. He's very pacey. End product is certainly lacking. Like, there's no doubt about that. But he's he is something different. And I, I like him. I like him. And again, like I think you said, David, in, in our, our last episode nearly a month ago at this stage, that he, he'll probably come in and play that Stephen Hunt role where he'll just get the head down, drive into the corner. If we're leading 1-0, which rarely <laughs> rarely happens but he's he's a player to run down the clock and he's a player to to play against tired legs so yeah i'm looking yeah. forward to seeing a bit more of him he's he's an exciting player and he seems a really nice lad yeah he, he, he's loving it at the moment he is loving life uh just goes through some disaster uh but he only plays 32 minutes against charlton uh 74 and a 5-1 win against Sunderland. um and he's played 90, 64, 37, 68, 32. So he does seem to be a bit of an impact player at the moment. But that's a very useful uh, weapon to have, as you say, bring him on against tired legs. So there's definitely, he definitely has his use. And he, he just seems to me like a Stephen Hunt type player, a bit of an impact sub. But it's a good player. There's something about him. Like Chelsea yeah. got him on trial, didn't they, a few, few years ago. I mean, Chelsea have about 5,000 youth players out on loan at the moment, so it doesn't say a lot about them, but it but it still shows that there's something about him and there's something unique about him, and he's a great yeah. athlete, and I think, um, you know, Gives I think we've, 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 yeah, we've lacked, we've lacked the type of player that that he is, yeah. and I, I know people look at it and they say, well, he's playing in League One, but I mean, if they look at the individual, it's a very, very good player we have there. Yeah. Um, Terrell Horgan, right, so let's look at his stats. So, League One, he's 29. Um... Played 15 minutes in the 4-1 trashing against uh, Ipswich. 78 minutes against uh, Fleetwood. Fleetwood Wood or Fleetwood Wood. Do you remember those ads? For Fleetwood Paint? Mm-hmm. Uh, three, yeah, he got an assist in that game. On the bench in the game against Crewe. 70, 14 minutes. Uh, 40, on the bench, 45, not in the squad. That 45 was against Azerbaijan. He's a favourite of Stephen Kenny's, isn't he, Daryl Horgan? Um yeah, he had him at Dundalk, didn't he? And, and yeah. I, I feel for Horgan because the end of last season, like the, do you remember the summer games that we played against Andorra and that we played against um, Hungary? Like he did really, really well. And he just looked like the type of player that would hold his own at international level. Technically good, good center of gravity, good delivery. And then we get to September and we see sloppiness. We see poor end products. We see overhit crosses. I think, you know, he's... He's one of these guys that can get his foot in the ball and, you know, yeah, well, I think he can, you know, I think he can. I think he's shown that, but he just, again, like he's playing in League Two, he's playing, you know, kind of either as a number 10 or in central midfield when he's actually a winger uh, for Wickham. So, you know, that's not helping him either because I think they... You know, they probably see him as a bit of a Wes Houlihan, like a low center of gravity, bit of a pocket rocket, able to drop into the pockets and that kind of thing. But no, he's a wide player. Like, he should be hogging the wing and he should be getting deliveries in. He's just, look, he had two bad international windows after having a very good one. So he, he's one of these, you know, he's 29 now. I, I don't think, um, like, Conor Ronan would have been a better alternative. I'll put it that way. Yeah, um, that, that's fair enough. So that's the squad. Um... I mean, we're looking at it here against Portugal. We're gonna go with Bazunu. Uh, we want, we want, you know, we're gonna go Bazunu, obviously. Um, and the, I'd imagine he's gonna start for Ireland. Um, who who are you gonna have in the fence? It's gonna be three at the back, is it? 
I think, like, if you look at that Seamus Coleman, Matt Doherty, wing-back combo, I think mm. Stephen Kenny would be very foolish not to go for that. And I know James McLean is in form, and I know he's held his own, let's say, in the last few games, but I think Doherty showed, I know he's not playing at the moment, but I think he showed against Portugal that that, that role um, serves Ireland well. Might necessarily serve Matt Doherty well. It might necessarily get the best out of him, but but it, it worked. It just worked. I thought were excellent yeah, and then I, Yeah, I probably have, you know, back three, Omobamadele, um, Duffy and Egan. It's it's the same back five that would have played yeah. against Portugal after Daryl Shea came off, and I then agree. then midfield. I mean, look, it's it's kind of what everyone wants uh, versus what it'll actually be. I think it's going to be, you know, the, similar to what we saw against Serbia. Probably Hendrik and Colin, and then instead of having two wingers ahead, they'll probably have two number tens. They'll probably go McGrath and um, and Alan Brown, I think, and then probably. Robinson down the middle, or alternatively, probably Robinson and McGrath wide, and then Ida down the middle. So it's it's hard to predict. Malumbi could come in as well, um, but I think he's going to stick with Hendrick. I think he's going to stick with with Cullen. If it was me, I'd probably got, be going, you know, a five three two. I'd probably go that back five that I kind of mentioned, or back six if you include Bizunu. I'd probably go Cullen holding McGrath on the left and Hendrick on the right. In, in the middle, and then I go for kind of Robinson and Ido front. I actually think that's our, our strongest lineup at the moment. Yeah, um, I'm going to probably go so really similar there. I reckon he's going to go Brown over McGrath, if I'm honest. <clears throat> he just loves Brown, doesn't he? He loves a bit of Brown. He loves a bit yeah. of Brownie. Unfortunately, um, I don't see the obsession with him. Like, I mean, a lot of these players, they obviously do something on the training pitch. That, that stands really? Out. Yeah. <laughs> Newsflash, folks. Uh, yeah. Nick doesn't rate Alan Brown. Well, I'm fucking shocked, Nick. But I just, uh, I mean, but every game, David, I mean, even saying our WhatsApp group, if we're, if we're, we're talking, it's just every couple of minutes, we're like, Jesus Christ, Alan Brown. Like, it's it's a recurring theme. But it's not that we're picking. It's, it's not, but it's not that we're picking. We're not that we're not that we're picking on him. It's, it's genuinely, we're just in awe of how poor he is at doing the basics. And it's a shame. It's a shame because you know he's he. They love him at pressing. They love him at pressing, but that's no good if if it's not translating to us. No, no, I agree with you there. Um, we won't do a prediction. Just yeah, will we do a prediction or will we do a proper? This is squad reaction show, isn't it? So we need to let it breathe a little bit. We'll do a pre-show. And we'll get predictions, and you know we'll see how. Um, I suppose how like players uh, so we don't do predictions just yet. Uh, I'm excited anyway. I mean, I, I got my ticket um, ages ago. Kenny, not um, Stephen Kenny, sorted me out. So really looking forward to it. Um, had a great time, obviously, uh, for the guitar match. My first game back in two years. I am back over for it. Nick. You've got sorted. So we're all going to be there. Um, we find, Funnily enough, we actually finally met, didn't we? Um, yeah. Met your team. London. Yes, whilst your team was getting up, uh, Manchester United was getting absolutely. Um, yeah, I was like, I can meet David, or I can go and watch United Liverpool in a pub somewhere in London. So good call, yeah. very good call, <laughs> very good call. That was oh dear, we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so what's really been happening over the last couple of weeks? We haven't been on. Um, really, we, we've just been really, really busy at the moment. Uh, a bit of controversy. Um, I did. Did you see? I I wrote an article um, on Steve Staunton about his time as Ireland manager, and um, I started off with uh, world class in inverted commas, you know, quotation marks. World class. Steve uh, Steve Staunton uh, was fired on this day in two thousand and seven. I think people thought like I was saying, I was taking the piss out of 
um, Stan. I kind of was a bit. Um, but it, when I said world class, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, you know, he's brilliant, isn't he? he that was who John Delaney promised, wasn't he? He promised a world class manager. A world class appointment, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was probably, you know, you write these things and I still stand by the, the article, by the way. If you go back there on uh, on Facebook, anyone listening, um, I still stand by. He was a dreadful appointment and I got into a bit of a row with, um, with a friend of the podcast, to be fair, Eddie. Uh, Amani, um, Irish Iron Soccer shirts, and you know, I was on Twitter and he was trying to defend him and saying that, you know, I, I think I've heard a few things where people are trying to compare uh, Stephen Kenny and Steve Staunton, and I just think that's not for me. I think it's almost on the outrageous side of it, Nick, if I'm honest. Like, you look at the team Staun- Steve Staunton had, and he had, he could have had a full Premier League 11 in a prime. And you look at the team against Cyprus, I think Bar Morrison, who was championship, and A. McGeady, who was playing week in, week out uh, for Celtic. And they were also in the Champions League. You know, it was a full Premier League 11. Yeah. And Oh, look, I mean, the, no the, squad, the squad Steve Stanton had now, we would absolutely fucking kill for it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, very, I think with the exception of maybe Seamus Coleman, maybe Josh Cullen. Uh Possibly Matt Doherty had a stretch. I don't think any of the current team would have gotten into Staunton's side. So he was he was very God, no. lucky. He, he was very lucky with what he had. And and sadly, not not through much fault of his own, he was put into a job he wasn't qualified to do. Yeah, um, but it just didn't work out for him. He, you know, and I stand by the statement that, you know, and look, we do this, we we research these things, you know. Uh you may not have uh, felt that in some of the stuff. I am a bit rusty um in terms of some of my um research on the current players but life does go on and we are, we are very busy with our real lives um but you know we do research these things and i went through the research for the stone uh steve stone and stuff and the fact that like you know niall quinn was part of a group that got him into that uh, role and then all his mates were coming out and saying oh yeah steve stone he's the man it doesn't take anything away from him as a footballer okay great servant in green but at the end of the day and whatever way you slice it nick Whatever way people want to look at it, his appointment did so much damage to Irish football. He shouldn't have taken the job. He shouldn't have been pushed into it. They shouldn't have hired him. There's so many, you know, shouldn't have. A decent coach would have got that team and would have got that team competing in that group. And I don't think Czech Republic were all that. You know, I think one of the arguments he used was that, well, he still managed to draw it home to the Czech Republic. To be fair, that team got absolutely hammered after Cyprus. Like, it got... So, do you know what I mean? Like, that's not down to the manager. That's the players probably like, look, there's your fucking, um, there's your uh, your pep talk. Forget about the manager, you know. And then uh, the game in um, Germany was Shea Gibbons probably finest in green. Like, the amount of saves that man pulled off. Like, uh, it, it would have been an absolute destruction. So, just just wanted to touch on that. I don't think I'm going to be very welcome and Dundalk. But Steve Stone is a player. Jesus, listen, you know, if I met him, I'd, I'd love... Um, you know, I'd love to say hello and show respect as a player. Uh, Lovely fella. Very nice man. Yeah, yeah, very nice man. Very nice man. Proper but, uh, probably, man. Yeah, I, I, I would be avoiding the discussion as manager, um, out of respect for him, to be fair. Um, but yeah, so we're going to try something a bit new, aren't we? We're, we're going to come, we're going to start coming out with some weekly content now, aren't we? We're going to start doing some reviews. Um, 
of how the lads are getting on. Our boys in green, Nick, aren't we? That's what we're going to start doing yeah. after the international break. So we do apologise that we haven't had um, much stuff out. We, we haven't gone away. Like a bad smell, you can't, or John Delaney, you can't get rid of us. Um, so we will be back and we're going to be coming at you with some more stuff. Uh, probably won't be able to do a reaction show, will we, for Qatar? But we will be for Luxembourg um, next week, next Sunday, because we're all going to be at the match. Um, yeah. In, in Get and it's I first time all of us have managed to, to get to a game at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, don't know how we're going to work that. We'll probably have to give it a miss, sadly. But we'll do it the day after when I fly yeah. back. Or, or I could do it from the. Oh, I could do it from the hotel room. Ooh, ah. Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh wow! Anyway, right. We'll leave it at that. Nick, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for listening. If you still are listening at this point, uh, we are back, and hopefully so is Ireland, and also fifty thousand Ireland fans who we like to think are there to see the boys in green and not a certain Portuguese fella uh, playing for the other side. Uh, thank you very much. Good night and. Say it, Nick. Come on, you boys in green. I'm very tired. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, gonna say, come all up. Never mind. <laughs> come on, you boys in green, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Come all over the boys in green. <laughs> come all over the boys. In green. <laughs>